Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. All right. If you have your Bibles with you tonight, turn with me, if you would, to John, the book of John, chapter 15. Book of John, chapter 15. John, chapter 15. Starting in verse 1, the Bible says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. Father, for the next few moments here tonight, Lord, would you just use me, O God, as a mouthpiece. Father, deliver this message to the hearts of your children here tonight. Lord, give us the spiritual ears to hear your voice in this word, Father. Give us the spiritual eyes, Lord, to see the path as you lay it out before us. And give us the godly wisdom to walk in that path, Master. And we just ask you and give you praise and thanks and the glory in the precious name of Jesus. And everybody said in Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. I want to talk to you tonight about abiding in the vine. Abiding in the vine. Jesus used many familiar things to explain mysteries. Mansions and the spirit and peace and bread and light and the door and the good shepherd, the way, truth, and the life. 
What does it mean to abide in the vine? What is the vine? What are the branches? What is the vine? Jesus is the vine. He said, I am the true vine. What is the branches? We are the branches. What does it mean to abide in the vine? It is. But the biggest significance to abiding in the vine... What is it to abide in the vine? It is to keep the covenant. It's to remain in covenant. Turn with me to the book of Joshua. The book of Joshua chapter 1. While you're turning there, I want to take a look here in our text tonight he said I am the true vine and my father's the husbandman every branch in me that beareth not fruit he taketh away and every branch that beareth fruit he purgeth it that it may bring forth more fruit now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. In other words, Jesus taught them how to be clean. He taught them how to be grafted in. He taught them how to live and to walk and to work and to talk and to be. So they were clean through the word that he spoke. They followed his word, kept his commandments. And he said, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye, abide in me. Here it's talking about the covenant, church. Listen to what he said over here in Joshua, chapter 1, after Moses had died. Verse 2 said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you. And I said, as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness into the Lebanon, in this Lebanon, even to the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and under the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. Listen carefully to this. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. That's a big promise. And I was as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. You know, it tells us something similar to this in the New Testament, don't it? I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. Isn't that what he said? So is that, a, is that just a, a sign that we're going to coast to coast on to heaven? Is that a sign that you'll never have a, 
a failure? No, it's not, because you know what failures come from? What do failures come from? Failures come from a breach in the covenant. Amen? Here clearly he just told Joshua, they won't no man ever be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Never. No one will ever stand before you. You know what? Not just before him, but all his people, because he was now the leader of his people just like Moses was. So no man, he's saying, will ever be able to stand before Israel all the days of your life. He just gave him that word. You know, God's not a man that should lie, and the son of a man that should repent. Amen? You with me so far? Okay. Then tell me, how in the world did he get over to Ai and lose 36 men to a little small place like Ai? Mm-hmm. Amen. Now let's go on to verse 5 here, or, uh, verse 6. He said, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Listen to verse 7 very carefully. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do all according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded. Everybody say commanded. Commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. See that? All right, now, so he tells him, Nothing shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, only be thou very courageous to observe to do all the law. Now, we know that he went to that they went to uh, Jericho. They defeated Jericho. They left and went from there to Ai. And in Ai, they lost 36 men to a little small place like Ai. What was the difference? The difference was the battle was not theirs when they went to Jericho. God had already taken care of it. He had already delivered Jericho into their hands by his strictly designed plan, his intricately designed plan, the following of his perfect orders. At the end of it, somebody took of the accursed thing. And by doing so, brought a breach in the covenant. And we look at chapter 7, verse 10. Here's Joshua upon his face, tore up because he lost 36 men. And the Lord said unto, unto Joshua, Get thee up, wherefore liest thou upon thy face? Israel hath sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant which I commanded them. For they have even taken of the accursed thing, and have also stolen and disassembled also. 
and they have put it even among their own stuff. Therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies because they were accursed. Here's a key part of this scripture. Neither will I be with you anymore, except you destroy the accursed from among you. Up, sanctify the people, and say, Sanctify yourselves against tomorrow. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, There is an accursed thing in the midst of thee. Thou canst not stand before thine enemies until ye take away the accursed thing from among you. So, how very important it is to abide in the vine. Understand tonight, church, He is the vine, we are the branches. When we are abiding in Him, we are in covenant. And as long as we are abiding in Him, there's some things that come along with that. Amen. Remember what happened to Samson. As long as he abided in that vine, there could no man nor number of men stand before him. His strength was unsurpassed by anyone. Only the breach in the covenant could change that. When he broke that vow, when the, brow, when the vow was broken, amen. Now, the word abide is used eight times there in ten verses. He abides in us. Look at Colossians 1. Colossians chapter 1, 14 says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image. Now this scripture right here also, <clears throat> it just don't get much clearer than this, talking about Jesus being God who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, for by him, by who? By him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him, and for him. He is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Amen. Praise God. Now, he abides in us. And we abide in Him, as it talks about in verse 4 through 8 in the Scripture in our base text. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. Church, it doesn't matter if a building out there calling itself church, if there's organizations out there that call themselves churches, it does not matter how many people they get. If they're not in the vine... And they can bring lots of people that look just like them, sound just like them, and, and, and follow what they follow. 
but they're not in the vine. They don't have a chance in the first place. It's This message is not even for those people. This message is, see, the Word of God is not designed for those people. The Word of God is, we are to go and bring them to the Word of God, and the Word of God instructs them the very first things are to repent, be baptized in Jesus' name, which brings them into the vine. If any man be in Christ, now he talks here about being in the vine. Now he says, abide in me, and I in you. Now understand tonight, church, he's talking to those that are in him. The Bible says in verse 5, I'm the vine, you're the branches. Or let's look, let's look at the last part. It says, except it abide, I, that it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. Alright? So, we can bring forth nothing as long as we don't abide in him. Well, if you ain't in him, you're not going to bring forth anything. You can bring forth 10,000 people to a building, and, and, and man, they can think they're just blazing a trail for God. But if you ain't in Jesus, you're not going to bring forth fruit. You're not going to bring forth good fruit. Because the Bible says, neither can ye except you abide in me. And if you're not in him, you, how can you abide in him? You ain't never been in him. You're grafted in in the name of Jesus. That's what makes you people that's called by His name. Amen? You're not His people if you're not called by His name. Okay, now, so, His message here in this is to those that are in Him, grafted in. So He says in verse 5, I am the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. So how are we grafted in? How are we, how do we get in him? And how do we know that? You know the scripture we talked about this morning. This is very important stuff right here. Very important. It's repetitious, but it's very important that you know it. That's why it's so repetitious. Because this is some of them keys that you need to have for other folks. This is some of that stuff you need to be able to tell folks. So how do we get, if any man be in Christ, that's what they're going to tell you. Oh, no, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So you say, hey, man, praise God. That's right. Praise the Lord. So how do we get in Christ? Are you in Christ? You ask somebody, are you in Christ? Well, oh, yeah, yeah. How you? Oh, how do you get there? How do you get in Christ? Oh, I just say, I receive you, Lord, and you think, oh, yeah, we're, I'm in him. How do you get in Christ, brother? You're, you're on the right track, but you need, the, you need the word. For as many as have been baptized in, that's the big key there, for as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Amen. Uh, I knew you was going to catch me there. Hold on. Praise God. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. Galatians 3.27. Galatians 
For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Amen. So, that's how we get in Him. Amen. Now, He said, He that abideth in me, the key is not just to get in Him, but to abide in Him. To abide means to continue. To abide means to stay permanently. Amen. To dwell there. Amen. And as long as you abide in Him, you remain in covenant. There are benefits to remaining in covenant with the Lord. The Bible says to abide in Him makes our prayer effective. Look at verse 7. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. If you're walking in God's perfect will, and that means abiding in Him, if you're living His will, you can ask what you want of the Lord, and He'll give it you. Because when you're walking in His perfect will, you're going to pray according to His will. See what I mean? Praise God. When your children are doing everything you ask of them, and they're just being as good as they can possibly be, following your every word, your every will, being perfect little children, and they ask you for something, what? Reckon they're going to get it? Oh, yeah. As long as it ain't something that's going to hurt them, why, sure, they can have it. Amen. Amen. Sin, well, the Bible tells us in James 5.16, the effectual fervent prayer of a what? A righteous man availeth much. Well, you know what a righteous man is, don't you? That's a man that's walking in God's perfect will. That's a man that's living right according to what? A righteous man. That's right. And what now? That's right. A righteous man. Here talking about this righteous man. Effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. That's God's righteousness. And that's a man that's living according to what God declares is right. That's God's righteousness. Amen. Praise God. Now. When you allow something to breach that covenant, then sin has entered in. And sin in the heart, which is where it stems from, hinders your prayers. Amen? Psalm 66, 18. Psalm 66, 18. If I regard iniquity in my heart... The Lord will not hear me. Remember that we talked about this morning in the message this morning. A strong prayer life is very, very important for so many reasons, church. The Bible says pray without ceasing. But I want to tell you, prayer is so vital. Why is that? Because it's your communication link to the king. If, listen, 
if there's anybody that ought to be praying and asking God for His will, it's His people. Amen. We need to have a consistent prayer life. Amen. Not just in times of trials and things like that, or not just when your children are sick or we're sick or when we're broke or destitute or or financial collapse is on the horizon or it's already happened or health flees and strength is gone. But we need to continually be prayed up and stayed up. Amen. We need to be ready. Praise God. Why is that? Be instant in season, out of season, that's right. Praise God. And you know why that is? You know why you need to be ready? You need to be ready because the Bible says in such an hour as you think not. <laughs> Amen. Listen, I'm going to tell you what. I don't know about you, but how many of you ever had a planned emergency? Oh, come on. You know what? I bet my, just come to think about it, I bet my sister even has her emergencies planned. Because if an emergency shows up at my sister's house, the first thing she's going to do is check her calendar. And she'll run it off and say, I'm sorry, you're not on the calendar yet. I've got you marked down next month on Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Don't show up till then. Sorry. I'm telling you, man, she's that, she's that organized. <laughs> I'll tell you about that after church. <laughs> Love you, sis, but... Uh, ooh, wacko. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's very, very intelligent. Huh? Yeah, she knows I love her. She's, man, I could never be that organized. It would kill me. Amen. Probably kill my wife at this point, too. <laughs> She'd have a heart attack. Anyway, but uh, you need to you need to be prepared. You need to be prepared because, listen, you need to be prayed up. Because when an emergency comes, you may not have time to pray. What if the emergency happens to you? Amen. For such a time as this, amen. Store those prayers up, praise God. You need to be prayed up. Listen, I'm going to tell you, you're a result of some prayer somewhere. Yeah. You don't always have time to get ready. For emergency situations. Now, to abide in Him also makes our fruit perpetual or permanent, continual. Amen. It's a guarantee of continual fruitfulness. Just as He said to Joshua, There shall not any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. That's a continual thing. But remember, he said, only be very courageous, be very strong, very courageous, not to turn from the from his commandments to the right hand or to the left hand. Mm-hmm. Joshua 1, 7. Amen. On down through there. Now, listen to this. Go down to verse... Now, we're back in our main text. At John 15, go down to verse 15. He said, henceforth, oh, first, let's go to verse 14. Ye are my friends, 
what makes us his friends. Come on. If ye do whatsoever I command you. See that? Everybody see that? Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. Listen to this. Are you listening? Ye have not chosen me. <laughs> what? Wait a minute now. That's Wait, what? How can that possibly be? Because there's so many mega churches that are preaching that you do choose Him. But I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever ye ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. Amen. We are chosen for what? To bear fruit. And the fruit will remain. We are chosen to be soldiers. Amen. But we bear fruit as well in all sorts of ways. Now, of course, it also includes the fruits of the Spirit, bearing the fruits of the Spirit, also found in Galatians. It includes fruitfulness in witnessing. When you abide in the vine, then you enjoy the benefits of the vine. When you eat as a Christian, hey, it ain't because you're so great. It's because he's so great. He owns it all. And when you're tapped into him, you're tapped into it all. <laughs> Praise God. Listen, when you're tapped into him, the battle's not yours. The battle ain't after the branches. The battle's after the vine. And if he'd tear all the branches off, he'd kill the vine. That's his theory. But as long as you stay grafted into the vine, the vine can sustain you. If he can pull you from the vine, he's got you. You take a vine, you take a vine off and, and set it in the house. Take a branch off the vine and set it in the house. Pull, pull some limbs off your trees out there and stick them in the house. See how long they last. They ain't going to last because they've lost their source, their resources. They've lost their nutrients. They've lost their water. They've lost their food. Amen. And it's the same with us. We can bear no fruit except that we abide in the vine. And once we're pulled from that vine, we're out of covenant. You ain't got a chance. You have no more chance than taking a limb off of a tree and sticking it in your house on the kitchen table. It ain't going to last long. You know, it might live a day or two. It might look all right for the first day or two. It may look still green as it can be. It may be pliable, still bend. Them leaves may stay green for even up to a week. Amen. You might stick them in some water and keep it alive even longer than that. But it ain't going to be very long. It's going to be over with. And you know what? I'm going to tell you what. 
for a little while, you may be able to take that limb back out there and graft it back into that tree in an emergency situation. You may be able to get that thing to come back alive if you graft it in soon enough, but you leave it out long enough, and it's over with. Amen. It ain't no different with us. Praise God. Now, it also includes the fruitfulness in our witnessing. When we go to witness to people and we are grafted into that vine, we're grafted also into the vine that reaches around and gets them from every side. It prepares the, listen, the Holy Ghost goes ahead of you and prepares the way, makes the crooked places straight. When you're biding in the vine, then you get your orders from the vine. You get all your nutrients from the vine. You get your instructions from the vine, your protection from the vine. Amen. Everything is about the vine. Praise God. If you are of the vine, hallelujah, you cannot fail. You cannot fail because you got the whole picture. Whether you see it or not, the whole picture is saw, is seen. Amen. And when you're sent, praise God, you're sent with the right fruit, you're sent with the right word, and you're sent to the right people. Amen. And so therefore, you're going to be, you're going to be prosperous. Just like I told you the story about the, the fellow in the park. Amen. God had been after this man. He'd been pulling and tugging on this man. Who knows why? Maybe it was somebody like Paul. Maybe it was a guy that man's going to be the greatest evangelist that ever lived. Who knows? But God was after this man. Man, he's got a testimony. You know what? Two men have a testimony because the one that God was chasing around and God had to have a faithful servant. Paul and Ananias. See? Here's a man had the questions just like, That guy? You want me to go to that guy? Lord said, Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Amen. That's right. <laughs> Praise God. And uh, I tell you what, the rest is history for that fella. Lord changed his life that day. I mean, man, he God showed him. It took it took it took an obedient servant to bring it around. Amen. But that man was abiding in the vine. God was able to use him, and through that he brought forth much fruit by being obedient. By being a tapped into that vine, praise God, he was able to hear and receive from God. He was receiving from the vine, amen, which is Jesus. That's right. He was receiving his instructions from the vine he was tapped into. He could clearly receive it, praise God, good connection, amen. And he was able to reach out and feed. He was able to bear fruit, praise God, in the proper place and give that fruit to somebody that was ready to receive it. They just needed to be pointed in the right direction, and they just needed to hear clearly. God spoke clearly, and the man said, this is, this, is what you want to, this is how you need to do, Lord. If this is really you, let's see this happen. And the Lord said, okay, and he made it happen. Praise God, changed that man's life forever. Amen. That kind of stuff will change you forever. Amen. I've been in a lot of situations, man, but there ain't no way. Ain't no way it could ever happen. That woman right there has been with me when several things like that's happened in my life. Amen. The time we was in Gatlinburg, that was absolutely out of this world, man. I'm going to tell you, that was a that was a, a less of a chance than winning the Powerball, man. I'm telling you. That was something else, wasn't it, babe? About 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning in the middle of Sevierville, not anybody awake, the whole town asleep. And I'm, I'm I'm up in Gatlinburg, and I decided to go a complete different direction I've ever gone before. First of all, I just went up there in the middle of the night out of nowhere, told you all the story. 
And then next thing you know, I'm in a little store on the wrong side of the street and everything. Pull up right next to the guy. Sent her in instead of me. Two o'clock in the morning. I don't do stuff like that. A little bitty store in a little country town, though, you know. And uh, nobody there. He looked over and saw me and tears running down his face. What? what? Uh, yeah, it was amazing. It was just absolutely amazing. And you know what? It was really amazing to him, buddy, because I tell you, all the way up there, ever since he'd been out, he'd been talking to his wife about me, you know. i got to find him. i got to find him. I've got to find this pastor. I've got to find him. Lo and behold, man, God sent me right there. Wow. What a great, what a great feeling that was that that God could use me like that. Man, that he knew that he could maneuver me like that. And it, wow, that just made me feel so good, man. Mm, praise God. Now, listen, abiding in him means walking in the spirit. Consistency increases the numbers of converts. Consistency helps to build your walk with God. Amen. Others are watching and listening and checking your fruit. They're watching. Brother, what's it say over there in Hebrews 12.1? You don't need to turn there. What's it say there? Wherefore? No, we are. Let us. That doth so easily beset us. Amen. And let us run with patience this race that is set before us. Amen. Looking to Jesus. Right. The author and finisher of our faith. Amen. That's right. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 through 3. Amen. Now. Okay. Abiding in Him means walking in the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit in every reaction of the day. That's hard to do sometimes, ain't it, sister? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's hard to do to every one of us in here. I'm going to tell you, it's hard to do. It's hard to have them fruits of the Spirit coming out all day long in every situation. Amen. That's why you need to abide in the vine. That's why you don't need to be listening to stuff that's ungodly. That's why you don't need to be looking at stuff that's ungodly. That's why we need to keep ourselves prayed up, stayed up, attached in the vine, praying without ceasing. Why do you think he told us this stuff? Because he's been here. He knows us. He knows the wickedness that's in this world. He knows what's going on. Let me tell you, there's a lot of wickedness when he was walking this earth. I mean, man... It was a, it was like this. It just it just a different way. There's no new thing under the sun, folks. There was a lot of wickedness in that day too. Paganism, unbelievable. I mean, witchcraft, sorcery, and all that stuff. I mean, it was abounding. It was everywhere. Man, it was bad. It was bad stuff. And uh, man, it's still still bad in those lands over there. But. If we're walking in the Spirit, the Bible says in Galatians 5, 6, walk in the Spirit, 5, 16, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. People think lust of the flesh, oh, sex. No, man. Lust of the flesh, you know what the lust of the flesh is? When somebody million miles with you, the lust of the flesh wants to knock a block off. 
That's the lust of the flesh. Your flesh starts lusting to knock the brains out. Amen. That's right. When somebody crosses you, man, the lust of the flesh makes you want to pick up a pistol and put a bullet in them. Amen. That happens all the time. That's lust of the flesh. Whatever your flesh lusts after, whatever your uh, uh, your flesh side of you wants to do against God, that's the lusts of the flesh. Amen. And so, if you walk in the Spirit, hey, I've noticed it myself. That's why I listen to sermons or Bible all the time. I don't even listen to music, period. Music ain't doing that for me. I love music. been in music my whole life since I was that big. I started harmonizing with a pastor and his wife at that big. My family, all my family sit around. We played music, man. From all, man, my whole family was in the music, and man, we played music all the time, man, from little bitty kids on up, and uh, and all that. I love music, but I don't listen to music driving down the road. I need to feed myself. I need to feed myself with the Word of God. I need to feed myself with messages and with the Word. Amen. Because that kind of stuff will prepare you. Repetition, repetition, repetition. You hear that word, amen. Songs are okay, but the meat is what we need. The meat, and that's the Word of God. That's why I get, man, I get Bible, 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 messages, messages, messages. I listen to them over and over and over and over and over and over too. Amen. Because I want that word. I want that word in me, and I want to hear that in the background. You know, and, and there's, it's good because I've noticed... When I'm listening to the Word of God and things like that, and I'm listening to this, you know, and the Word and the messages and things like that, man, when things happen, and they do, they do, can I get an amen? I mean, you're, you know, something happens or something pops up unexpectedly, and they do. Uh, when that happens, you know what? When you're primed up with the right stuff, <laughs> okay, Lord, you know, when you're not primed up with the right stuff, wow, man, that gummit, man, man, I, man, I ain't got time for this. I don't have time for this, man. Everything's going wrong. What am I going to do? I don't know what to do. It just seems like, Lord, everything is just blowing up. What's going on, God? Because you're not getting the right food. You're feeding the wrong spirit. Because I'm going to tell you something. You're feeding yourself all the time. You're being fed by something. All the time. How many of you know? You're away from the messages and things for a long time. Yeah, you are. Do you listen to it at work? Yeah, but see, during those times you're gone, how many hours is that? Eight hours, and how many hours, how many times do you go to work every week? 40 hours a week, you're away from the message. You're away from the Word for a long time. That's a long time. Amen. And so it is, it's absolutely a good idea to keep yourself fed while you can. Amen. And listen, y'all know what's laying ahead of us down the road. I think we really need to feed ourselves all we can feed ourselves right now. Amen. Listen, the Lord said, man, he told Elijah, he said, hey, get up, eat, eat, because you're fixing to have to go 40 days, eat, drink, see, listen, the Lord always made sure, <laughs> that's why I tell you all before we fast, hey, 
Don't forget, eat tonight. You know what I mean? When we fast. Amen. And there's there's worse times ahead. Amen. Now, so abiding in the vine means walking in the Spirit. As long as you're abiding in Him, you're walking in the Spirit. Praise God. And that helps you to have the correct response. Amen. When things come. Obedience also brings the anointing. Praise God. Look at Moses. Sometimes you may not even be aware of the anointing that has been put on you by God. Amen. Look what happened to Moses. Moses came down from Mount Sinai, and his face was shining. He didn't even know it. He was unaware that his face was shining. Amen. But he was anointed by God, and God's glory was on him. Praise God. And you know what? He may not have saw it, but, man, everybody else did. I mean, they saw it and said, man, what, what's going on, you know? Amen. That's what we're after, folks. I want His glory on me. Don't you? Amen. To abide in Him makes our joy heavenly. That's a good joy. When your joy comes from heaven, when your joy comes from Him, that's some good joy right there. Look what the Bible says. Let's go back over there to... Our base text. Verse 11 says, He said, These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. Amen. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends if ye do whatsoever I command you. Amen. See that? Praise God. What a, what a wonderful God we serve. Isn't he great? I mean, how can you, how can you find a greater than, than this God we serve? Amen. Earthly obedience brings Heavenly joy. Praise God. Paul and Silas were tapped into that vine when they were imprisoned. Hebrews 12 and 2 talks about the joy that was set before the Lord. Paul and Silas in 16 of Acts, 16.25-32, talks about Paul and Silas were even joyful in prison. Bible says long about midnight, man, they began to sing. They were singing and praying, praise God, long about midnight. The earth shook. Mm. Something about being in covenant with the Lord. They had heavenly joy in an earthly dungeon. Heavenly joy with bruises. No doubt, probably blood running down their back. They didn't play back in them days. They were beat up pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And fettered, chained and fettered. Amen. And if you've done any studying into that, they weren't just sitting there with chains. When they were chained, they chained like this. Try that sometime. Not real comfortable. 
in a cold, wet, dreary, damp dungeon. Probably stunk to high heaven. Mm. Prisons here are like a like a Hyatt Regency, man, compared to something like that. Heavenly joy at midnight, and that joy caused an earthquake, praise God. Christians, true Christians, true believers, are earth's example of heavenly joy. Amen. You can have joy in the midst of the storms of your life. Folks, it doesn't mean you're always going to be happy, but you can still have joy. Amen. Not about what you're going through, but where you're headed to. Amen. The Bible says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. How many of you know that the night's almost over, folks? Joy's on the way. Amen. You ever had somebody ask you, why are you so happy all the time? How can you smile all the time? Amen. Well, you know, there's a lot of people probably don't know how I could smile through a lot of the things I've been through in my life. But you know what? It ain't been no cakewalk. But I, I know who holds it. Amen. I know who's got my life. I know who's got me, and I know there's an end to all this. Amen. And all I've got to do is keep myself abiding in that vine, and eventually I'm going home. Amen. And I'm going to have that joy. Amen. That joy cometh in the morning. I'm going to have that joy. Praise God. I've got joy here, but it can't compare with the joy there. <laughs> Amen. I'm looking forward to that. Church, it's so important that we keep that covenant intact. We can do nothing. The Bible says you can do nothing without me. Amen. You can do nothing without me. The branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. Amen. How do we get in him? Baptized in him. And where's that at? How do you find that? Not Acts 2.38. Galatians chapter 3. We just talked about it. The member of the Bible says... For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Amen. So remember that. Remember that. It's very, very important because it goes hand in hand with many, many scriptures. As you've seen, it really ties in. Just as you were talking earlier about some other scriptures, how they all tie together so tightly. This is a scripture that really ties in a lot with being in Him. Because the Bible talks so much about being in Him, He in us, and we in Him, and, and if any man be in Christ and all that. So, I mean, these all tie together with Jesus' name, baptism, very closely. Amen. Praise God. So, understand, church, 
We can have the power of Samson. We can have the miracles of Jesus. We can have, man, the power and strength and the Holy Ghost that Moses had. Man, we can have the favor of God that David had. We can have all of the greatness of all the apostles that went before us. But there was one thing that they had in common, church. There was one thing that they got a hold of and they held on to it, and that was that they abided in the vine. Praise God. They may have fallen. They may have been shook off sometimes. They may have drooped. They may have been weary, but I man, they found a way to get in and hang on. Praise God. They kept that covenant tight. Every one of them made mistakes. Every one of them made mistakes. Every one of them had breaches in their faith or in their covenant, but they were quick to get it back right. Amen. And they finished their course in the vine. Praise God. Amen. Abiding in Jesus, we are much closer than earthly friends. This is a much closer relationship than a world relationship. It's a God thing, y'all. Amen. So, what do we need to do, church? Abide in the vine. Amen. And that means to keep the covenant. Amen. Keep His commandments. Amen. Praise God. Stand with me tonight. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.